Hello, this is Sawyer Bix, and I'm talking some sports today. I took a very long break, but we're back today with a podcast, and we're talking about the MVP race in the NBA season so far. So we're about halfway through the season, and um, I think I have a clear top five and I want to get your guys opinions on my top five so far so um when I'll start the show by saying what I think MVP is I think MVP is not the same as most talented player I think MVP as it stands for most valuable player stands for the player who I think when you take him off the team, that team's going to do bad because his value still holds true on that team. And talented, I think you can be talented and not hold any value to your team. So, for example, like, this might be a hot take. This is why I bring the hot takes. I mean, I believe... Kyrie Irving is an incredible talent. I mean, he can do everything. He can handle the ball. He can shoot the mid-range, shoot the three, everything. He's got he's got a deep bag, as we say. So, but I don't view Kyrie Irving as that valuable, and I'll tell you why. Because I don't believe Kyrie Irving, when he you took him off the Cavs the year after he went to Boston they still went to the finals and they got swept by the Warriors. But the previous year they went to the finals when KD was there, KD was there both years. He only made a one game difference that year. So, and then he went to Boston and he got hurt his first year in Boston, if you remember. And that team was a rookie Tatum and Jalen Brown and, they did better without him. They went to the Eastern Conference Finals without him. And the next year, they lost to the Bucks in five games. So I think Kyrie Irving is incredibly talented, but I don't view him as that valuable, in my opinion. So, But we'll get into the, I just had to start with that premise of, I, that's what MVP means to me, and it might mean something different to you. And, you know that's your opinion and I respect that opinion um so I'll start with number um we'll start I'll give my top five I'll start with number five um number five I will say Nikolo Jokic off the Denver Nuggets center for the Denver Nuggets um and I believe that because he their record is it's been a little disappointing this year, I won't even lie. They've been a little underwhelming because they had the great bubble where they came back and beat the Clippers. They won three games in a row against the Clippers, and then the Lakers were too much to, to them. Jokic is kind of the he's the unicorn, as we say. We say he he can do he's so skilled. I believe he's him and Kyrie Irving are two of the most skilled players in the league. And you know, he, I just think, is so valuable to that team. 
And I feel like if you take him off that team, they... I feel like there would not there would especially not be as much ball movement because obviously he's one of the best passing centers in the league, and I feel like if you if you caught when they played uh, I forget who they played last week but they played oh they played a team and Jamal Murray had the ball in his hands in the final shot and everybody ran to the three point line and I just. I just thought that was like kind of, in essence, that was kind of the, if Jokic wasn't on that team, I feel like they would have that problem a lot because my my uh, feeling on the Nuggets is Jamal Murray, he's very good. I love Jamal Murray. I think he had a great bubble, but I think the thing with the NBA bubble that's kind of confused us is people think the NBA bubble, like they almost put too much into it. They put too much stock in the NBA bubble. And these players who had great bubbles, and it was a lot of young players, if you notice that. Devin Booker had a great bubble. And that's because I think there was a legitimate case that the younger guys wanted to be there more than the older guys in the bubble. And the young, because the younger guys didn't at that time, many young players don't have families to take care of. And the older guys, like the veterans in the league, they had families to take care of. And that, I think that bothered some of them. And it would bother me too if I was in the bubble and I couldn't see my family. But so anyway, back to Jokic. Jokic is number five. Um, number four, number four, I have. Damian Lillard, um, who I watched him play the Lakers Friday night, and I can't, don't get me started on Dame Lillard, man. I mean, he is incredible. I think he is one of the most, he will never get the credit he deserves because he plays in a small market. And the team's on the West Coast, and nobody really watches the Blazers unless you either live on the West Coast or you watch a lot of late night basketball. Not a lot of people watch watches Damian Lillard. And I feel and if you've watched them this year, they've had a lot of injuries. Like CJ McCollum's been injured. He's been out, I think it's something like uh he's been out thirteen to fifteen games and Yusef Nurkic, their center, has been out around the same amount of games, like twelve to fifteen. And look, I mean, there's no disrespect to the Blazers team, but I watched that game on Friday night and he's literally like, he scored 35 and, you know, they still lost by like, I think it was nine, like, you know, and he's like, and Damian Lillard is like, I swear, and we'll get to him later, but if Steph Curry didn't exist, we would all talk about Damian Lillard like we do Steph Curry. He revolutionized the game because Dame's doing the same thing. He's just, you know, a he's he's just a little north of where Steph is. I mean, Portland is just a little north of where San Francisco is. So Damian Lillard, like, he just won't get the admiration that Steph gets and that Steph or like a Luka Doncic gets because Steph led the Warriors to titles, and I feel like Luca someday will lead the Warrior. Uh, the excuse me, Luca will lead the Mavericks to titles. 
So, but I will take Damian Lillard as my number four spot. And I feel like if you have not been paying attention this NBA season to what he's doing, start paying attention because he's had a great season. I mean, so that's all I can that's all I can say about Damian Lillard. Number three, I have Steph Curry, the rainy uh the two-time MVP, three-time champ. And this one's kind of of the same validity. I don't think there's a lot to say. say. Like, Steph is great. Like, he's, you know, obviously, I think he's the greatest shooter of all time. But, like, that team, that team isn't very good either. I'm going to be honest with you. Like, uh, like, Kelly Oubre had a great season last year. He didn't start the season great this year. You know, Draymond Green is kind of like, you know, I'm not going to say he's washed, but like he's like, like he's getting up that like he's getting a little up there in age. And I, I think his prime years are behind him. So, and James Wiseman's injured, their rookie they picked out of Memphis with the number two all overall pick. So when you are on a team where the team is not as good around you as you are, then you got to pick up the pace. And he's done a good job because I'm pretty sure the last time I checked, they were in the playoffs. But I mean, like they, as your team is worse around you, I feel like that gives you more of a case to be the MVP because you have to do more. You have to either facilitate more, score more, whatever it is, you got to do more. And Steph has done that to this point and it's just watching Steph is like fun because he obviously he's a great shooter, all-time great shooter, maybe the greatest shooter of all time, but he's a wizard with the basketball. His ball handling, I feel like is something that it's like almost equal to his shooting where he just, I mean, he's one of the greatest ever, him and Kyrie Irving ball handling they're two of the greatest ball handlers I've ever I've ever seen. So Steph would be my three. Number two, a guy that I've been kind of critical of in the past, um, Joel Embiid. Um, Embiid is, uh, this is my opinion on Embiid. I think Embiid, if he took like basketball serious, I feel like he would be by far, it would not be a question between him and Jokic. It literally, he would be the best big in the league by far. But because of the injuries and because he came out of uh, the draft with the foot injury and couldn't play, and because he, you know, because he maybe doesn't eat right, doesn't train well, that's kind of how Shaq was towards the end of his career. Um, kind of I feel like that's held him back because with Embiid we get kind of this these games where he'll score 50 but there was also a game in the past where he scored he put up a goose egg and when you're that talented and when you're that skilled and when you're that big and when you're that dominant there never should be a night where you put up zero points because at some point in the game there's going to be a guy guarding you and Embiid can say most nights, hey, I'm better than him. But Embiid's been fantastic this year. And I put him in the two spot and now because the Sixers have a great record and he's been just putting up, he's been putting up great numbers. And, 
you know, knock on wood, he's healthy. So I think that plays a big factor in it too. Um, last guy, number one, LeBron James. And I could make another 15-minute podcast about the greatness and the most valuable player of all time, LeBron Ramon James. But I'm not going to do that because that I could go on for hours. Look, LeBron should have... He should have 10 MVPs. If I'm being 100% truthful, he should have 10 MVPs. And he is the most valuable player I've ever seen step on a basketball court because he controls the game so well. He is the best player I've ever seen. He picks his spots perfectly. He knows when to clamp up defensively. He knows when to take the final shot. He knows when to facilitate at the right time. He is just, and without AD, but you got to also remember when they didn't have AD, they didn't have Schroeder because of COVID protocols for four games out of the, I think the, out of the last seven games, they didn't have Schroeder for four games because of COVID. And... Now, Schroeder's came back, and they beat the Blazers on Friday night, and they beat the Warriors last night, and they crushed the Warriors last night. And look, I'm just going to tell you straight up, LeBron doesn't need much. He needs not much to be successful. And prime example of that is in Cleveland, he didn't have much for the first seven years, and he still got that team to a finals and he still got that team to conference finals. And then LeBron's the type of player where if you put help around him, he will get it done. And I can, pro- I can prove that. I mean, D. Wade was a... At the time when LeBron teamed up with D. Wade and Bosh, he had two superstar-level pl- players beside him, and he won two championships. And then in Cleveland... When he came back the first time, or when he came back the, yeah, yeah, when he came back in 2014, he had Kyrie, who I would consider a superstar level. I don't know if he's a superstar player, but he's of the superstar level. And he had Kevin Love, who I think was kind of a tier under that, but I could get into that later. Um, And then now they go get him, Anthony Davis, and boom, second year in LA, he wins a championship. The first year with AD, he wins a championship because LeBron is the, I'm telling you right now, he's the easiest, he will adjust to your playing style. He will, you know, if you need him to be more of a facilitator to you, then he will do that. If it like kind of, he did that with Kyrie. He was very, look, man, it's your turn. Go do your thing. I'm going to stand over here. And with AD, you know, that pick and roll is lethal. Like he's AD thrives off pick and roll and lobs to the bucket. He'll do that for you. So LeBron's my number one. And because I feel like if he, I've never, you know, had a dude who, you know, the franchise consistently asks of him, hey, go get 30 points a night. And also, 
we need you to dish out 10 assists a night. Oh, and also, we need you to get seven, eight boards a night. I think it's just incredible. And, um, you know, that's a tribute to his greatness. And, you know, that kind of, that will conclude my midseason MVP rankings. Thank you for listening with me. Um, and thank you guys for welcoming, welcoming me, me back. Um, so I'll keep podcasts coming and have a great rest of your Monday.